0: Welcome back to the Beef Up Front podcast. This is your host, Ryan Coyle. Join alongside Kevin Walder as we dive into the NFC North today as we continue on with our preseason NFL uh, preview series. So far, did all the AFC divisions got through the NFC the other day. We still have after today the South and the West, as well as our as well as our preseason playoff preview. But uh, well, welcome back to the show, Kevin. How are
1: you? I'm doing well, Ryan. Thanks for having
0: me. Cool. Let's uh, get into the NFC North. Obviously, the the Packers, the Vikings, the Lions, and the Bears. Uh, two of these teams, I think, many people believe will will have a good chance at the playoffs this year. Uh, the other two, I think, is uh, more of a rebuilding year. But who do you have winning the NFC North this year?
1: Yeah, so I may not look at it um, as everyone else does, but I do have one team making the playoffs, obviously, and no surprise for most, it's the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I'm going 10 and 7, 5 and 1 in the division, so they're winning this division now for the, the third time in a row, I believe. Uh, offense, great. I gave them a B plus. This offense, I think they're really going to have to rely a lot on their top end guys like Rodgers, Adams, and Jones because when I look at the depth chart behind them, I'm, I'm not really too overly impressed, particularly with the pass catchers. Valdez, Scantling, Scantling, and Alan Lazard. I just don't know how much you can count on them. Uh, I know in the off season, they made a really late trade for Randall Cobb recently. Uh, and I know Rogers and him have a good connection, but I mean, Randall Cobb, he's up there in age now. I don't know how much that trade really moves the needle. Uh, for the team and the offense overall, and really, one of the big reasons I'm hesitant on the Packers is because the question marks along the offensive line. Uh, they lost their starting center and right tackle in the off season, and they just placed their their star left tackle David Bakhtiari on the pup list to start the season. So I mean, that's three out of five offensive linemen that were there last year that won't be there this year. Um, so I can really see why Rodgers is frustrated with the organization, because i could see Rodgers leaving um in the off season or a year after that whenever his contract is up and i think this Packers team could be in for a little bit of a dip once he leaves he's really uh, holding up the the organization on his shoulders right now um, but moving on to the b the defense i gave them a b plus also uh, you know i think this packer's team is like they're good but they're not great um Again, not a lot of movement here in the offseason, bringing back essentially the same defensive unit, although they did change uh, defensive coordinators, bringing in, I think, um, Joe Barry from, I believe he was in Los Angeles. Uh, I do like the back end of the defense. I think Jair Exa- Alexander, and I like Kevin King. I think he's good, too. Um, I know they drafted Eric Stokes, the, the rookie from Georgia, in the first round. So we'll see where he fits in. I'm not sure if he's going to start or if it's still going to be Kevin King. I think that's still up for debate. And, I mean, Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage are good safeties. You can't complain there. I do think they need a little more from their pass rush. Zedaria Smith is obviously amazing. He's coming off multiple multi-sacks years now. But I need more from a guy like Preston Smith. And He only had four sacks last year. They get another good, consistent pass pass rusher. um, This defense will... Be one of the better units in the league uh my coach grade i gave him a b plus also matt lafleur i believe he has the highest winning percentage among all active nfl head coaches he's 26 and 6 is his official record so i can't really criticize him too much but he should probably get an a to be honest but it was just that field goal decision at the end of the nfc championship game i mean I'll, i'll just never forget that and i thought that was a a very strange coaching mood Uh, decision. I didn't get it at the time, and I still don't really get it. And my breakout player, I went with running back A.J. Dillon. Uh, A lot of fantasy owners may not like to hear me say this, but I think Dillon is going to get a lot more carries than people think this year. I think they're going to try to keep Aaron Jones healthy and fresh throughout the season, rotating in Dillon. Uh, He's a big bowling ball type running back, like a real bruiser. who just goes right down the middle and bounces off people. And I, Ryan, I don't know if you saw this quote from Dylan the other day. Did you see what he said?
0: Yeah, wasn't it wasn't like they're both gonna rush for two thousand yards this
1: year. <laughs> yeah, he said that himself and Aaron, or himself and Aaron Jones are both gonna rush for two thousand yards this year. So we'll see if that pans out to be true. He obviously thinks he's gonna get a lot of carries, but um, anyway, two big games for this for the. Packers, I'm going to, with week four versus the Steelers. Right, it's already been over ten years since that Super Bowl matchup. And for both these quarterbacks to still be quarterbacking the same team, I think is kind of amazing. Two of the better quarterbacks we've seen in our lifetime, so that'll be fun to watch. And then I went with week fourteen versus the Bears, because uh that's a Sunday night football game and those you always have to have one of those Bears Packers uh, games on Sunday night, late in the year when the weather's getting cold.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you with the Packers coming in first place. Um, I have them at 11 and six, though, winning one more game than you had projected. Five and one in the division, that's good enough to get them the three seed in the, in the NFC. What Would you have them at seed wise?
1: Uh, that's the three seed, also.
0: Okay. Uh, so VegasInsider.com, which we've been using for our over/under projections. They have them at ten, right on the nose. So I took the over, and you got the push right there. Offense, great. I'm going to give this unit a B plus. Um, obviously, the I think the main story, other than the Deshaun Watson situation this offseason, season, has been the Aaron Rodgers situation. Um, the MVP from last year's back. I, when I went back and looked, I forgot he actually threw 48 touchdowns last year. Pretty pretty remarkable season from him, um, and arguably the best receiver in the NFL right now with Devonte Adams. Those two back in action. That gives the Packers just a legitimate shot to win the NFC right away, just with those two. Then you throw in a solid tight end and Robert Tanyan, who was kind of a touchdown-dependent player last year. Doesn't give you that mark. much. Yeah, other than the red zone. He only had around like 550 receiving yards last year, somewhere in that range. And then he, But he did have double-digit touchdowns. So very good running game, though, as you were touching on with Aaron Jones, who's a very good receiving back as well, uh, and A.J. Dillon. And during our fantasy draft last night, Dylan was like a a highly ranked running back. And I just know people kept passing on him. I think, I guess he thinks he's going to get a lot of carries this year as well. And so do some of these fantasy experts. I mean, as a former second rounder, they probably will try and include him more in the game plan. um, But I think that's a a really good duo. Um, Randall Cobb is back, and I think he's going to have a pretty solid year. He actually had a a decent year two years ago with the Cowboys. Uh, He put up 828 yards. Uh, Last year with the Texans, he put up 441 yards, so if he can be around that 600 to 750 yard area and provide a a solid, reliable target for Aaron Rodgers like he used to be. That'll be a a pretty solid addition to this offense, because other than Devontae Adams, I I don't really think this offense kind of has a go-to guy on third down. Um, Valdez Scanling's a good deep threat, and Alan Lazard was a guy I was pretty high on last year was banged up in the beginning of the year, but he really turned it on late. Uh, so he's a player coming into his own. Um, and then Amari Rodgers is an interesting player to watch going forward. He's kind of like he was really compared to a Randall Cobb, where he can take the ball as carries out of the backfield, uh, and, he can, and he can also be a factor in the receiving game. This kid out of Clemson, someone to watch. I am worried about this offensive line, though, as you were touching on it. Lost Corey Lindsley, arguably the best center in the NFL, to the Chargers. Uh, and then, you, as you said, Bak- Bakhtiari on the pup to start the year. Lost Bulaga last year to the Chargers as well. Uh, so this is an offensive line that that has a, a lot of question marks, I think. Um, and if the Packers do get out to a slow start, I think that could be one of the reasons why. Uh, defense grade, I wasn't that high on it going into this. But after reviewing their depth chart, um, I gave them a B-plus, actually. I think they have a very solid defensive line and group of pass rushers. Zedarius and Preston Smith, Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry. That's a, a really good four, Uh Core four I think you could say of, of your pass rushers um, but they looking at the depth chart at the linebacker spot in the middle I think they really lack a sideline to sideline linebacker um, and that's going to be hard to stop the run we remember last year the Bucks pretty much had their way against the Packers on the ground and two years ago in the NFC title game um, the 49ers really destroyed them on the ground as well that was what this that's what lost them in the game in that one so they haven't really gone out of their way to upgrade that position, so I think that's going to be uh, their their major weakness of this team. Uh, very good secondary pieces, though, with uh, one of the best safeties in the league, in Darnell Savage, and one of the top corners in the league, in Jair Alexander, and reliable starters in Kevin King and Adrian Amos. And then, as you were t- talking about, an intriguing rookie with Stokes, the rookie cornerback out of Georgia. He'll probably, if not start on the outside, probably start on the inside in the nickel. Coach Gray, we're going to give LaFleur an A-minus. Only, including the playoffs, has only lost eight games in his first two years combined. Doesn't really get much better than that. This is the year, hopefully, that they can get over the top for the Packers' sake. My breakout player is going to be a pass rusher. He's listed as an outside linebacker because of the scheme, but I think he's more of like a just a stand-up pass rusher, defensive end type of guy. That's Rashawn Gary out of Michigan a few years ago. He's had some good moments in the NFL. I think this could be the year he puts it all together. You look at all these teams – that have success on the defensive line and with their pass rush. Like you were talking about when we were talking about the NFC East the other day, how the Eagles were able to rotate guys like Barnett, Graham, Chris Long. You look at the uh, the Buccaneers last year, Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, his name is name's escaping me, Shaq Barrett. These teams have a multitude of pass rushers. If the Packers can get a third reliable guy out on the outside, outside is a Darius Smith and Preston Smith, I think that would be very beneficial to this team. Two big games. We're going to go week three at the 49ers. These two teams have had some pretty good matchups over the past few years. Uh, and as I was just talking about that NFC title game a few years ago, these are two teams that many people are looking at as potential NFC favorites. Um, and then we got week 12 versus the Rams. I think the Rams are going to have a very good year this year. And this could be a, a game that decides playoff seeding down the line as well. Because as the team I'm going to be talking about next, I think the Vikings, if things go right, they could challenge for the North. And the Rams are in a loaded division in the NFC West, which we haven't got to. But they could be, if not winning the NFC West, a wild card contender as well. So these games could mean a lot come playoff time for uh, tiebreakers and whatnot.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on the Rams. We'll get to that when we do the NFC West. But a team that it doesn't sound like we're on the same page on is the Vikings. And that that may come as a surprise considering, you know, I'm the number one vikings fan in the delaware valley at least over the the past couple years but i do have them finishing second in the division but i don't have them anywhere really close to the playoffs i have them at seven and ten um three and three in the division and offense grade i gave them a b and it's it's really tough for me to give them a grade like that because of the talent that they have with the skill position players but besides that i i just really don't like what i'm seeing out of this offense Obviously, quarterback Kirk Cousins, he's a very polarizing person. Um, He played really well last year, I thought. Um, But I'm just at that point with him where I'm just not sure if he's the guy, like if he's a top tier. I I am sure that he's a franchise quarterback. I'm not sure if he's like a top quarterback in this league. And I think that's what the Vikings would need um, in order to to really contend for a Super Bowl with this uh, roster. But other than – Like I said, other than the skill position players, particularly this offensive line is not really looking great. Uh, They were were pretty bad, bottom tier all last year, and they tried to address it in the draft. But first-round tackle Christian he I don't think he's seen a single live rep this offseason. He's had groin injuries, and I think he just got groin surgery a couple weeks ago. They drafted a guard in the third round, Wyatt Davis. I'm looking at their depth chart. I don't think he's even starting. So, obviously, what they try to do in the offseason didn't really sure up the problems that they had last year. And not to mention news, I think, earlier today, Irv Smith Jr., most likely out for the year their tight end. Um, He had to get surgery. I know they traded for Chris Herndon a couple days ago. I don't know if Chris Herndon is enough to, to sort of make me not worried about the tight end spot with Irv Smith out. I mean he is he is a solid um like promising tight end in the past few years but he hasn't really lived up to the hype um but like i said you do have justin jefferson you do have adam Thielen, and you do have dalvin cook but after that i think this offense really falls off a cliff and also another reason why i'm not really high on this vikings team this year i think they have a really tough schedule if you go and you look at the individual games they have to go on the road to face baltimore they have to go on the road to face san francisco on the road to face the Chargers who we both like, on the road to face Arizona. And then on top of that, they have to play the Rams, the Seahawks, the Browns, and the Packers twice at home. So really not uh, an easy schedule for the Vikings this year. I think they may struggle with that. Uh, Defense grade, I I gave them a B plus. I kind of beat up on their offense and their offensive line. I do think this defense might even be an A minus if they can stay healthy all year. because they just do have a lot of talent, but they they've been injured and they are getting a little bit older. Uh, they relied on youth a lot in the back end last year, but now they brought in Patrick Peterson and Breshad Breshad Breland to shore up the uh, the two cornerback spots. Obviously Harrison Smith at safety, and they brought in Xavier Woods. That's a good duo. Uh, along with they, you mentioned the Packers don't have very good linebackers. I think the Vikings have had a good group of linebackers for a few years down and uh, Eric Kendricks and, and Barr and, and Vigil. But they're getting Daniil Hunter back this year on the defensive line. That's huge. Um, da- uh, Devlin Thomason. Tomlinson was played for the Giants last year. They brought him in. Hopefully putting him alongside should be a respectable defensive line. Like I said, I think this defense is pretty good. Um, and if they can stay healthy, they have the potential to be pretty good. Uh, my coach grade, I gave Mike Zimmer... I gave him a B plus. That might be a little harsh. I think I'm going to go A minus. I'm going to change my grade on the fly here. Uh, he's an above average NFL head coach. I think his record is something like 66-50 and one, or I don't know the exact record off the top of my head. But they did. He's coming off a big regression last season. He's now going into his eighth year. I'm not ready to put him on the hot seat or say he should be fired, but they they haven't accomplished. They've had very good success in his uh, career that hasn't led to any Super Bowls or Super Bowl appearances, so I don't know how much longer Minnesota can stand by him if he continues to start stringing together losing losing seasons like he did last year. Um, My breakout player, I went with defensive end DJ Wanham. He's coming off an all right rookie year last year. I think he had three or four sacks. Uh, and from what I'm reading, I think he's going to be asked to do a little bit more in his second year. I've already seen reports he may have won the, the, the starting defensive end job over Steven Weatherly. So if you put him, anyone playing on that defensive line uh, next to Daniil Hunter is going to be good. Uh, hopefully you could take the next step after his, uh, his solid rookie year. And then my two big games, I went with week four versus the Browns. And week sixteen versus the Rams. Both of those I just did because I think those are gonna be two of the maybe top like four teams in the NFL this year. So if the Vikings want to prove that they can make the playoffs, those are gonna they might want to win one out of those
0: two at least. I don't have the Vikings making the playoffs either. I have them going nine and eight overall, four and two in the division. That would get them the eighth spot in the NFC, so they would be the first team out. BaseInsider.com has them over under nine, so I'm right there on the push. But I I don't agree with you when you're saying what you're saying about Mike Zimmer being on the hot or being on the hot seat or not being on the hot seat. I think it, even if they go with this nine and eight record and don't make the playoffs, I think he's gone. I think that's it's kind of one of those situations where they've had a I think a at least a top half of the league, probably arguably even a top ten roster for most of his coaching tenure there, and the furthest he's got them was the NFC title game. So I'm not sure maybe if it's quarterback play. Um, We know that they had Keenum that one year where they went to the NFC title game, uh, and Kirk Cousins has never really been able to get them over the top. I think they have to, other than that one year with Cousins where they went to the Saints and beat them in that playoff game and then they lost the next round against the 49ers, that was the furthest that they've gone since him. I think they really have to make a bit of a run, maybe get to the NFC title game this year for Mike Zimmer to really keep his job. Um, I just think it's one of those situations where it might just be time to move on uh, and bring someone else in. But for my offense grade for them, I'm going to give them a B+. Um, I've grown into a Cousins fan more over the past few years. Um, he threw for 35 touchdowns last year and over 4,200 yards. Um, you can probably count the amount of quarterbacks that did that in the league last year on one on one hand. They have a top three running back in Dalvin Cook and a top-tier backup in Alexander Madison. In my eyes, one of the top two or three receiver duos in the league and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. They lost Irv Smith to injury. He was one of my breakout players of the year. I thought he was going to have a, a really good year this year. He's a guy who had some big games, um, but was kind of in the shadow of Kyle Rudolph, kind of like how we've seen with Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. Um, maybe Goddard would have had a chance to break out this year, but Ertz is still there. Um, so. We'll see what, what the tight end situation is looking like in Minnesota now. I know you said they brought in Herndon, but he's kind of been a player that's been hyped up the past few years as well who hasn't really amounted mm. to much. Um, they have a decent offensive line. I'm a bit higher them on them than you. Um, they really need Christian though to pr- step up and be a productive left tackle. Like you said, though, he's been really banged up all camp, and and this goes all the way back to last year at Virginia Tech. He's had these core muscle injuries, so. If he's not able to play at left tackle, that's a big hole in this offensive line. Goes right down the drain, I think. So I think he's kind of the, the key to that line. I don't know if it's fair to put all that on him as a rookie. But we'll see We'll see what happens with that. They're they're really counting on him. Defense grade B+. Plus. This was a, a unit that was really hurt by injuries and, and opt-outs as well last year. Um, so I'm giving them a B plus because they're a bit more healthy this year. They, they got their opt-outs back. And they got some of the best linebackers in the league with – Eric Hendricks and Anthony Barr that are really the anchor to this defense. Uh, this, this unit should be should be better, especially across the line with the healthy Daniil Hunter. Uh, you bring back good run stuffer and Michael Pierce. You got Dalvin Tomlinson, like you were talking about from the Giants, one of the top run stuff in defensive linemen. Uh, Sheldon Richardson has been a really productive player in the NFL. One of the top five safeties in the league And Harrison Smith at safety. But I'm worried about the corners here in Patrick Peterson and Rashad Breland. These are two guys that have had their fair share of success in the NFL, especially Peterson. He might be a future Hall of Famer one day. He's been one of the lockdown guys of his era. But these guys are just past their prime, I think. Older corners have had success under Mike Zimmer, so we'll see if they can continue the trend. But this is a team that drafted Mike Hughes a few years ago out of UCF. They cut him this offseason, and then they cut their one of their first-round picks from last year, Jeff Gladney, due to some off-the-field situation. And he was a first-round pick at corner, so – This is a team that is banking on some of these old guys now because of their draft picks in a pan out. Coach Trey, I'm going to give Zimmer a B. I like him as a coach. I I think he's a real solid coach, but I just don't know if he's the guy to get you over the top, and and that's what we've kind of seen with the Packers these past few years, uh, really taking a stronghold of this division. Breakout player. This was a roster when you look at it, it's really hard to peg a guy as a breakout guy, so I'm going to go Darrasol at left tackle, the first-round pick, just because they better hope he's healthy. Because if not, that left tackle spot's a big hole, and this offense could, could really struggle. So, Darisol has got to be the breakout player for this team and, and be a a really solid left tackle from day one, I think, if he's even going to be healthy enough to play. And two big games. We're going to go week eight versus the Cowboys on Sunday night football. I like Zimmer was the D.C. for the Cowboys for a long time. That's kind of a just a game going back to his old stomping grounds, I guess you could say, even though this is at home. But Sunday night football – obviously all eyes will be on that one um, this is right around the midpoint of the season too so we'll see what what these two teams are kind of made of and then we go week 11 at home versus the packers i gotta win that home game against him if you're going to try and contend for the division
1: so what did you say the the Vegas win total was for them nine and you have them winning nine games right yep nine and eight nine seems uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just because they added the extra game and I'm not used to the win totals being as high as they are. Nine seems a little high to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it could be. Last year they were they had that really poor start. Uh, then they had that nice little run in the mid, middle of the season where it looked like they were getting right into playoff contention. And then they had a few poor losses in a row. So a team that's not really that consistent, I think that's one of their base downfalls as well. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, well, moving on, I'll go to my third place team. I have the Chicago Bears finishing third, uh, going five and 12, three and three in the division. So obviously not good enough to to get a playoff spot. Uh, My offense grade, I gave the Bears a B minus. I don't think this is a team that's really going to be putting up a lot of points this year. Just another subpar offensive line, or at least a line with a lot of question marks. One thing I noticed breaking down this division was not great offensive lines. I think the Lions probably have the best offensive line in the division, in my opinion. But they're bringing in two new offensive tackles. And, Ryan, they signed Jason Peters um, in training camp. And I just looked at that. If you have to sign and bring in Jason Peters, uh, that's not a good sign to me. (laughs) I, I, I can't feel confident in the offensive line if you're having to bring in Jason Peters. But... Anyway, moving on. I'm not really sold on David Montgomery as a running back. I know he's kind of getting hyped up this year a lot, or at least in fantasy circles, he's been hyped up. But I think he's been a somewhat of a disappointment for Bears fans. Um, and for me as a, a fantasy manager, I think I've had him on my team um, at least one of the two years he's been in the NFL. And I don't know, he, just, he never blew me away. And I know Andy Dalton's listed as a starter, but Let's be real, he's not really a starter. I think Justin Fields will, will get in there sooner rather than later. But I'm not that high on Justin Fields, to be honest. Um, I know a, lo- a lot Who of people are, you, are excited Chris watching Sims? what he's... Is Chris Sims not high on him? I don't know.
0: He ranked him as like his like sixth quarterback coming out.
1: Uh, I didn't even see that, but I, I share the same opinion. I just don't know if he's great at, at anything one thing in particular or if he's like... Good enough all around to be an NFL quarterback. And I watched a lot of Ohio State games. Like, I'm they're one of my like two or three biggest college teams. And I just watching those games, I never really got the sense that he would be a great NFL quarterback. Um, I do really like Allen Robinson, um, Darnell Mooney, and Marquise Godwin at uh, wide receiver. I think that's it's not the best, but it's certainly serviceable. I think Allen Robinson is very good. And I'll talk about Daryl Dar Daryl Mooney in a little bit. Daryl um, Yeah, I got the Sixers on my mind. Not a not a good time with them. Um, but anyway, uh, they do have a very crowded tight end room. Um, Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham, they have at least one other recognizable name. I'm blanking on it right now, but it should be talented enough at that position. Uh, my defense, great. I gave them a B. It's not the Bears' defense from a couple years ago. Uh, they lost Kyle Fuller this offseason. I'm not sure how great the corners will be. They're relying on Jalen Johnson. I think he's going into his second year. And Kendall Vilder is listed as a starter. I don't know how they'll how, how great they'll be as a duo. They do still have a top-tier talent on the front end, though. Uh, Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack. And a couple days ago, I said the Cowboys might have the best linebackers in the NFL. I think the Bears may beat them out for that the bears and the vikings both really have strong linebackers ropon smith danny trevathan and robert quinn are are very solid options i know quinn's been banged up and maybe not what they hoped for in, in um chicago but he's still got all the talent uh remembering him back in uh in dallas when he used to play for them a couple years ago my coach grade i gave them a c i gave matt nagy a c plus uh, i i'm really questioning him as, him as a play caller It seems like a stale offense that has just been figured out since he had his uh, success in his rookie year. And you mentioned Zimmer maybe not being around after this year. I'm not sure if Matt Nagy will be around after this year. Um, It's a coach that I could see them moving on from if maybe Fields doesn't look that great and they try to reconcile that with being, oh, let's bring in a new coach. Uh, But moving on, I have my breakout player. I have Wide receiver, Darnell Mooney. I think Mooney is going to be a very reliable PPR wide receiver option this year for all you fantasy uh, managers. I think he's going to get a lot of reps. Um, He's a good route runner, shifty receiver. I myself just drafted him last night. Very excited about it. Uh, I think he's going to be in store for a good year. And then my two big games, I have week one at the Rams. um, Just because it's the first – first game of the year against a, a very good opponent. You wanna set the tone early, maybe they can come out and get a statement win. And then I was looking at the roster, trying to see where I could slide fields in if they're struggling early. And I think week four versus the Lions could be potentially be that game. They play the Lions and then they play the Raiders, another team who I'm not very high on. I think they're both at home also. So that could be a spot week four versus the Lions where you could see Justin Fields make his debut.
0: All right. Well, the Bears over under is at seven and a half. So you're clearly on the under, as am I, as I have the Detroit Lions in third place.
1: Wow.
0: Dan Campbell? Yeah, going three and 14, though. Oh, (laughs) man. Two and four in the division. Over under is four and a half, so I'm still taking the under there. On the, for this team, offense great. I'm gonna give them a C plus. And if we were, weren't for this offensive line, I think I would probably give them a D plus. I, I really like their offensive line though. I think this is a group that could be one of the better units in the league over the next few years. Um, by far the strength of this roster, you got Taylor Decker at left tackle, first round pick Pennasil right tackle. I believe the highest paid center in the league now, and Frank Ragnow. At center, and then you got Big V at, at guard. He's a, a solid starter at offensive line. and I'm not sure who the other starter is off the top of my head, but that's a strong unit. Um, and I really like DeAndre Swift out of the backfield. He was my number one running back coming out of last year. Um, and this is going to be a really run heavy team. And they brought in a pretty solid backup from uh, former Green Bay Packer Jamal Williams to back up Swift in this situation. But Swift is a really good player, he's going to be able to have. A ton of opportunities, I think, to catch the ball out of the backfield as well. Dan Campbell, as we know, Mr. Mister Tough Guy. They want to win the ball, win the game by running the ball, playing good defense. Um, but they have an average at best quarterback in Jared Goff, who's shipped out this offseason. The, the Rams pretty much gave up an extra first-rounder just to get rid of him. Um, a terrible wide receiver room with Tyrell Williams leading the pack. Mm-hmm. TJ Hawkinson is a very good tight end, though. That's him and Swift are really going to uh, make this offense go when it can. Um, and that offensive line as well. Hogginson is a very good blocker as well, kind of like a, a George Kittle type. Defense, I'm going to give him a C-plus as well. Have some good veterans on this side of the ball, and Michael Brockers, uh, Trey Flowers, Jamie Collins, uh, some good reliable guys who, who've been around the league, and it'll be good for the young players on this team as they rebuild. But then they also got a few intriguing young defensive linemen and Big Levi, um, Onuza or however you pronounce his last name, out of Washington. They got him in the second round. He was viewed as a first-round prospect. And then Aleem McNeil, a big nose tackle out of NC State. Uh, and then you got young cornerback Jeff Okuda, who apparently has been having a terrible offseason. They didn't really have an intriguing rookie year, so this is going to be a big year for him to step up. But the rest of their secondary is a bunch of no-names. So that this it's another unit that is really suspect, um, just like the receivers, the the cornerbacks and safety situations going to really struggle there this year, I think. Um, coach grade, I know you say the standard grade for a first year head coach is a B minus. I'm going to give Campbell a C though. I really just don't see this working out. Maybe if they can get some some more pieces to this team and, and help them uh, with the style of play that they're they're trying to have there. I, I like the Jam in Brad Holmes. I, I liked his decision to trade out Matthew Stafford and get two first round picks. This is a team that's going to have to over these next few years to really revamp this entire roster, um, especially starting on the back end at receiver and the and or the back end at D back, excuse me, and with pass catchers at the receiver spot. But I think they they're off to a good start with the offensive and defensive lines. Breakout player, I'm going to give it to the guy I was talking about you know, earlier with running back DeAndre Swift. I just think he's in for a big season. I think he's going to get a lot of touches. Kind of worried that they might run him into the ground, but that's good. That's good that they brought in Jamal Williams, that they can maybe share some share some carries there. But he's going to be a really good player in PPR, I think. Just the only downside, I think, is they're going to be trailing a lot this year, so he might not get the amount of necessary carries that he should. But still, I think Swift's in for a good year. You could see him go over 1,000 yards. Last year, he would have been over clearly over 1,000 yards. He would have been I think in contention for maybe even like the Pro Bowl, if they didn't play Adrian Peterson so much at the beginning of the year, once Peterson was kind of forced out of the lineup, they really started to feed DeAndre Swift, and you you saw the kind of talent that he is. My two big games, I'm going to give them week six versus the Bengals because I have them winning that game at home. And then we got week 12 versus the Bears, a, another winnable game, I think, for them. And just a divisional divisional rivalry game. Look forward to watching that one.
1: That's on Thanksgiving also.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah I have that on well too. But, Ryan, Ryan, you know who drafted uh, DeAndre Swift last
0: night? Did you get him?
1: I did get him.
0: Nice. No big deal. Uh, I'm pretty, pretty happy with my team. All right, I'll move on. I just looked at the draft grades, though. Me and you both got Cs.
1: I take that as a good thing though. I feel like whoever gets to the A plus or the Yahoo draft grades is always like the worst team.
0: Yeah. I don't no, know. We'll the say. draft grades are the draft grades are never accurate. Yeah, exactly.
1: But um so I had the Lions finishing fourth. I had them the same record actually. I had them going three and fourteen, one and five in the division. You obviously have a the Bears team finishing lower mm-hmm. than that. We'll get we'll get to your uh, breakdown of that in a little bit, but I gave the offense a C plus. The line just had so much turnaround this off season. I just can't expect much from them this season. Um, obviously, they add Goff, the biggest name. I'm interested to see how he performs not in Sean McVay's offense. Um, I have a feeling he's going to struggle a little bit, uh, but we'll see. Like you've mentioned, a ton of uncertainty at wide receiver. So Tyrell Williams being the number one wide receiver is not a very good thing. Although they do have Amon Ra St. Brown, who a lot of people are raving about. I don't know if you've heard anything about him, but DeAndre Swift is a guy who I could see a lot, having a lot of potential this year. Mainly because, like you mentioned, I really like that Lions offensive line. Uh, they're building it from the center out, which is like a, what I like to see from organizations. You don't see it much these days. Um, I think it's better than other lines in the division, like you said. Drafting Panay Sewell to go along with Taylor Decker, that's a very, very good tackle duo. Um, defense, I give them a C. Again, just a ton of new faces. You mentioned a few, Michael Brockers, Dean Marlowe. Um, linebacker has some recognizable names, Trey Flowers, Jamie Collins, a couple of former Patriots. Uh, you mentioned Jeff Okuda had a pretty bad year last year. We'll see if he can take the next step. Um, yeah, moving on, like I said, this is a three and fourteen team. I don't need to spend too much time. Uh, coach grade, I gave him a B minus just because he's a new NFL head coach and I don't wanna be out on him already. He's a very over the top footballish guy, Dan Campbell. We know that. We've seen if we we'll see if his players buy into it, and we'll see if he really knows what he's talking about when it comes to schematics and, and actually playing the game of football or if he's just sort of in over his head too much. I will say this. I have – I think he has a solid, like, supporting group of coaches. I think he has, a like, a an established – I know he has – um. Uh, what's his name? Um, the Eagles running backs coach, Deuce Daly. Deuce he's there Daly. now, I think. I think he has a lot of coaches like that where they've been around for a long time and maybe they can help teach him a little bit. But um, breakout player, I'm going with Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, the wide receiver in the, out of the fourth round from USC. Um, he's been turning a lot of heads of camp, and uh, the Lions just released Brashad Perriman a few few days ago. So clearly they think. They have think
0: a lot that, of opportunities.
1: Yeah. They think that this guy might be ready to step up, and um, we'll see what he's got this year. And my two big games I have week seven at the Rams. I don't know why I have, like, every big game being against the Rams today. but um, Mm. And then I have Week 12 versus the Bears just because that was the Thanksgiving Day game. That's always a fun one to watch. Oh, I I know why I have it Week 7 at the Rams, obviously, because Jared Goff is going back to Los Angeles. So that makes a lot
0: more sense. Gotcha. All right, well, I have the Chicago Bears. Had them winning two games last year. I think I actually had them being the worst team in the NFL last year, and they went eight and eight. But I think you could have watched them and argued that they were more of like a three or four win team. This year, I have them going two and fifteen, one and five in the division, um, and that's last place in the NFC. Um, I am higher on Justin Fields than you. I think he's going to be a pretty good player, but just that offensive line in front of him, I'm I'm very worried for this team. Um, as you were talking about the Lions, I went through their schedule. I think this is a team. I know I'm projecting them as a, as a two win team, but I think they're probably going to win closer to five or six games, but just looking at their schedule, I just kind of projected it off like of talent on your roster. I, I counted out of their, out of the 18 weeks in the season, or excuse me, their 17 games. Um, I had them with the least, the lesser talented roster in 13 of them. So this is a, a team that I'll probably find a way to, like steal a few games or something, but they have a, a really tough schedule. It says here on the NFL playoff predictor site that we use, I have them going 0 and 12 versus winning teams. So 12 of the teams on their schedule are projected have are projected to have a winning record. So um, a really tough schedule there for the Chicago Bears team. Um but I'll get into just why I, I'm not high on this group this year. Offense grade, I'll give them a C plus as I said, this is, I have them with Andy Dalton starting. I, I think he could be the starter for a few weeks, um, or he could potentially, what they did with Deshaun Watson a few years ago, play the first half. He could really shit the bet on Sunday night football and they bench him right away. So um, it's really going to be a, a fascinating thing to watch with this team. Um, but the Bears offensive line is really, really bad. Um, they got rid of their starting left tackle and Charles Leno because they thought. Kevin Jenkins was going to be able to step in, and he's been hurt. He had surgery recently, and then, you, as you said, they had to bring in Jason Peters. This is just an offensive line that I think is going to really hurt this team this year. Um, I think them and the Giants have the two worst offensive line units in the NFC. Very good wide receiver, though, and Allen Robinson, who seems to produce whoever is playing quarterback for him. He's played with Trubisky and Blake Borles, and he's still been a Pro Bowl guy. Um, and an emerging receiver that you were talking about in Darnell Mooney. Montgomery had a really solid year out of the backfield last year. Uh, and a young tight end, Cole Komet, who hopefully he gets more snaps than Jimmy Graham this year, and you can really get a good look at what he could potentially be. Um, defense grade, I gave them a B plus. That's one of the reasons why I think they could potentially um, get more than this two wins I have them at. Maybe get up to that five, six, or seven mark. Um, but this is a unit that I gave a B plus. I think it's very solid. On the back end, you have safety and Eddie Jackson. I'm in a solid up-and-coming corner in Jalen Johnson. But, yeah, very good pass rushers. I'm in a very good defensive line with Khalil Mack, Eddie Goldman, who returns after an opt-out, Akeem Hicks, and very good linebackers, like you were saying, Roquan Smith, Danny Trevathan. But the secondary, I think, is kind of exploitable, and that's where I think teams will be able to throw on them um, and will be really the downfall of their unit. flood warning. Uh, coach grade, I gave – Matt Nagy, a B-plus. This is a coach who's gone, kind of like Doug Peterson, I mean, obviously besides the Super Bowl, but I feel like he gets like a, a lot of negative hate towards him. He's a coach who's gone two out of three years to the playoffs, um, and he's never really had a very good quarterback play. But he's had some – they've won ugly games. Um, they just have never really looked like a good team. They, I think they went 12-4 and four the year the Eagles beat them in the playoffs, but that was uh, a bit of an anomaly because their defense was so good, the number one unit in the league that, that year. My breakout player, tight end Cole Komet. Uh, if Andy Dalton is the starter, you, you saw what he did early in his career with Tyler Eifert when he was healthy at tight end. Uh, let's see if he can get the most out of commit there and, and see if the tight end, second year at tight end at Notre Dame can have a big season. My two big games, week one at the Rams, like you were saying, um, week one, national TV, Sunday Night Football, could we potentially see Justin Fields at some point in that game? Uh, there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on that screen monitoring that situation. Um, and then week six versus the Packers, I believe the oldest rivalry in the nfl i think the packers have won like two more games than them out of the 100 plus that they've played so this is really a, a neck and neck kind of rivalry just like duke unc and basketball seems to always be competitive no matter what the records are of these teams but uh two teams have i have got going one one with 11 wins one with nine wins and then we got one with three wins one with two wins. so uh, really polar opposites there
1: all right yeah i like to apologize for that tornado warning that came through for a second there. Oh, so geez. Apparently it could be a big tornado rolling through Philadelphia a
0: couple yeah, minutes. Yeah, I just heard some big bash outside my house, so I want to go figure out what that was. But uh, any last second thoughts on the uh, NFC NFC North here?
1: Uh, not really. I think it, it's going to be a division that takes a step back this year, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's a year, uh, a boomer bust year for the Packers. they got to get over that hump of the NFC title game to the Super Bowl for it to be considered at least a somewhat successful season. But thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We still have two more. We'll be hitting the NFC South and NFC West soon and then be doing our, uh, I guess, preseason projected playoff bracket and then our, our Super Bowl picks. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and we will talk soon.